It's time to relax, grab a drink, pull up a chair by the hearth, and have a seat in the Scald Circle to listen to the tale of the alchemist from China, as told by Casimir. Before we begin our story, we wanted to remind you that we release new tales for free every week. Our shorter tales release on Wednesdays, and our longer chapter stories release on every other Saturday. Find out where you can hear them on our website at thescaldcircle.com. And be certain to subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Podbean, Spotify, or whatever your favorite podcast app is. That way, you'll never miss out on one of our enchanting tales from around the world. And this is the tale of the alchemist. At Chang'an, there lived a scholar named Jia Sulong, who one day noticed a very refined-looking stranger, and on making inquiries about him, learned that he was Mr. Shen, who had taken lodgings hard by. Accordingly, Jia called next day and sent in his card, but he did not see Chen, who had happened to be out at the time. The same thing occurred thrice, and at length Jia engaged someone to watch and let him know when Mr. Chen was at home. However, even then, the latter would not come forth to receive his guest, and Shia had to go in and rout him out. The two now entered into conversation, and soon became mutually charmed with each other. And by and by, Jia sent off a servant to bring wine from a neighboring wine shop. Mr. Shen proved himself a pleasant boon companion, and when the wine was nearly finished, he went to a box and took from it some wine cups and a large and beautiful jade tankard. Into the latter he poured a single cup of wine, and immediately it was filled to the brim. They then proceeded to help themselves from the tankard. But however much they took out, the contents never seemed to diminish. Chia was astonished by this, and begged Mr. Chen to tell him how it was done. Ah, replied Mr. Chen, I tried to avoid making your acquaintance solely because your one bad quality, avarice. The art I practice is a secret known to the immortals only. How can I divulge it to you? You do me wrong, rejoined Chen, in thus attributing avarice to me. The avaricious, indeed, are always poor. Mr. Chen laughed, and they separated for that day. But from that time they were constantly together, and all ceremony was laid aside between them. Whenever Mr. Xia wanted money, Mr. Chen would bring out a black stone and mutter a charm, would rub it on a tile or a brick, which is forthwith changed into a lump of silver. This silver he would give to Chia, and it was always just as much as he actually required, neither more nor less. And if ever the latter asked for more, Mr. Shen would rally on him on the subject of avarice. Finally, Chia determined to try and get possession of this stone. One day, Mr. Chen was sleeping off the fumes of his drinking bout. He tried to extract it from his clothes. However, Shen detected him at once and declared they could be friends no more and the next day he left the place altogether. About a year afterward, Shia was one day wandering by the riverbank when he saw a handsome-looking stone, marvelously like that in the possession of Mr. Shen, and he picked it up at once and carried it home with him. A few days passed away, and suddenly Mr. Shen presented himself at Shia's house and explained that the stone in question possessed the property of changing anything into gold and had been bestowed upon him long before by a certain Taoist priest, whom he had followed as a disciple. Alas, he added, I got tipsy and lost it, but divination told me where it was, and if you will now restore it to me, I will take care to repay your kindness. 
You have divined rightly, replied Shia. The stone is with me, but I recollect, if you please, that the indigent Quan Chong shared the wealth of his friend Pao Shu. At this hint, Mr. Shen said he would give Shia 100 ounces of silver, to which the latter replied, 100 ounces was a fair offer, that he would far sooner have Mr. Shen teach him the formula to utter when rubbing the stone on anything, so that he might try the thing once himself. Mr. Shen was afraid to do this, whereupon Shia cried out, You are an immortal yourself. You must know well enough I would never deceive a friend. So Mr. Shen was prevailed upon to teach him the formula. Then Shia would have tried the art upon the immense stone which was lying near at hand, had not Mr. Shen seized his arm and begged him not to do anything so outrageous. Shia then picked up half a brick and laid it on the washing block, saying to Mr. Shen, This little piece is not too much, surely. Accordingly, Mr. Shen relaxed his hold and let Shia proceed, which he did by promptly ignoring the half brick and rubbing the stone on the washing block. Mr. Shen turned pale when he saw him do this and made a dash forward to get hold of the stone, but it was too late. The washing block was already solid silver and Shia quietly handed him back the stone. Alas, alas, cried Mr. Shen in despair. What is to be done now? For having thus irregularly conferred wealth upon a mortal, heaven will surely punish me. Oh, if you would save me, give away one hundred coffins and one hundred suits of wadded clothes. My friend, replied Shia, my object in getting money was not to hoard it up like a miser. Mr. Shen was delighted at this, and during the next three years, Shia engaged in trade taking care to fulfill always his promise to Mr. Shen. At the expiration of that time, Mr. Shen himself reappeared and, grasping Shia's hand, said to him, Trustworthy and noble friend, when we last parted, the spirit of happiness impeached me before God, and my name was erased from the list of angels. But now that you have carried out my request, that sentence has been rescinded. Go on as you have begun without ceasing. Shia asked Mr. Shen what office he filled in heaven. To which the latter replied that he was only a fox, who by sinless life had finally attained to that clear perception of truth which leads to immortality. Wine was then brought and the two friends enjoyed themselves together as old. Even when Shia passed at the age of ninety years, the fox still used to visit him from time to time. And that is the tale of the alchemist from China. Thank you for listening to our story. If you enjoyed it, we recommend taking a look at our Patreon page, as noted in the description below. You can earn great rewards while also supporting us, to keep these stories alive for generations to come. Also, remember to subscribe to us on your podcast app, and leave us a 5-star rating if you enjoyed this story. A special thank you to Cat for their support this month. Without your contribution, we wouldn't be able to continue these stories, and we truly appreciate it. Visit thescaldcircle.com to stay up to date with all of our current events, news, and much more. Not only that, but you can also visit our story archive of every tale we have ever told. It's sorted by origin and region for the convenience of your listening pleasure. Thank you for listening to our story. <laughs>